Today's episode of The Dad Chronicle is brought to you by the card game Totem. Totem is a unique card game that emphasizes sharing what you appreciate most about the people you're playing with. Think Cards Against Humanity, but with compliments. Deanna and I recently played this game with some good friends of ours and immediately recognized how amazing this game is for building relationships with those around you, as well as recognizing the positive impact that you have on others. Head over to teamtotem.com to learn more about the game yourself. And when you buy it, use code ALEX10 at checkout and get 10% off. Again, that's code ALEX10 when you purchase the game at teamtotem.com. Welcome back to The Dad Chronicle. I'm your host, Alex Albisu. This is episode 88. Now, before we get started, I want to remind you that you can visit thedadchronicle.com to subscribe to this podcast for free. And while you're there, check out all of our patron rewards. Big shout out to all of our patrons who have been helping us fund this show. It is an awesome way to support the show and get some cool rewards at the same time. So again, head over to thedadchronicle.com and check it out for yourself. On today's episode of The Dad Chronicle, I speak with Audie Norman. If you're a member of the Tadpole community, you've likely seen Audie's work as he is an up-and-coming illustrator and uh, cartoonist in the community and is starting to get a lot of freelance work happening throughout the Tadpole community. And not only is he a great artist, he's also a great dad. I've gotten to know Audie quite a bit over the past several months coming out of America's Next Top Podcaster Season 1, where I first uh, heard about some of the work that he was doing. He made some illustrations of each of the contestants. It was super cool. And uh, I started following his work, and I also just realized what a good human being this guy is. He has a tremendous focus on family and faith above all else, and we jump into what life is like as a parent of a bunch of boys and also as a stay-at-home dad. First, we talk about breaking that stigma behind being a stay-at-home dad. Your role in the house is going to change, and be ready for it, be willing to do it. We talk about when he delayed his illustration and art career to work in youth ministry, which led him to one of the most important things in his life meeting his wife. I loved camp ministry. It was great. But I quickly realized I am not fit for this. And I don't think I was supposed to be there for camp ministry as much as setting me up to be Julia's partner. And finally, we talk about the role that patience plays in being a parent. Some things are just going to take time to to figure out, mm-hmm. to get used to, um, and to work through. Here's my conversation with Audie Norman. Audie Norman, welcome to the Dad Chronicle. How are you today? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's been a pleasure to get to know you over the past several months. Um, I feel like uh, I've gotten to know you since I was on America's Next Top Podcaster, and you did some really cool art uh, for us on that show, and it was super rad. And I was like, I got to get to know this guy a little bit more. I noticed all the, the stuff that you were doing for all of uh, the Frog Pants Network shows, and I was like, dude, this guy's great. And your dad on top of all that. So we're going to talk yeah. about all this uh, between you know you being a stay-at-home dad, uh, your your uh, you know, art career and how that's kind of taken off and, and just the life of a creative stay-at-home dad. So uh, before we jump into a lot of that, let's introduce the world to you. So why don't you take a moment and like, how would you introduce yourself to this audience who may not know who you are? Yeah, that's a funny question. Um, I am Audie Norman. Um, let's see, what's the best way to do this? Born and raised in Georgia, uh, grew up in Atlanta, uh, met my wife at camp. And then we've been together for 12 years now and have three kids. 
Cool. Uh, five-year-old twins, the three-year-old little brother. Um, and we're actually in Macon, Georgia right now. My wife is a pastor in the United Methodist Church for, you know, any of those theological nerds out there. And then uh, since we moved here, I we transitioned and decided that I was going to stay at home, be a house husband, as it were. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also working on side business of uh, illustrator. So that's really cool. I love that. Um, you know, I know that faith is a big part of your all's life. You spent a bit of time in, uh, was it the Dominican Republic lately? Yeah, that was a few months ago this summer. Yeah, spent two, almost two weeks in the Dominican Republic. That's really cool. So that that's super fulfilling stuff. Do you do you tend to do that sort of work a lot? You know, I haven't done it a lot lately, especially with the kids and everything, and uh, just the wife uh, actually being a pastor in the church. So much of her time is taken up being a pastor that I end up being the one taking care of the kids most of the time, which yeah. is fine. I mean, that's the role I I fell into and perfectly okay with. So yeah, um, but this opportunity came up pretty much as soon as we moved to the church uh one of the other pastors there who i knew from college was like hey we've got a trip coming up would you be interested i was like maybe yeah and then it fell in that's super cool that that is so cool and um i mean like how rewarding was that sort of work it was really rewarding it's funny i was thinking about it this morning it's it was one of those trips where i don't feel like we did a lot of actual work as much as just made a lot of relationships and was really just there to be a person to somebody else. Um, We spent some work in what they call a batay, which is basically the little housing place where people who work in the sugarcane fields live and they just barely live there. So we were putting in um, restroom facilities and stuff like that for them, uh, helping them out, playing with kids a lot. So, yeah, I saw all the pictures of all the kids like hanging out around you guys. That was so cool, man. I, I love that. Uh, uh, I'm I'm a big fan of you know giving back to the world, and this is kind of this project here is one of the ways that I try to do that. Uh, so seeing that, I said that's that's awesome. That's a good indicator of a of a fine soul on uh, on Audi there. That was pretty cool. So, pretty so yeah, so let's talk about your um your your kids. So. You have your hands full. A bunch of boys there in the house. All day, every day. <laughs> what, what's that like? What, what is a day in the life of Audie Norman, stay-at-home dad, dealing with all that chaos, I'm sure? Well, with the time change, it's been waking up way too early, mm. yeah. telling the kids they need to be in their rooms and at least playing quietly. I'm not gonna even going to try and make them go back to sleep, depending on how early it is. But yeah, um, we wake up, we get ready for school. Um, and I was looking at a Facebook memory today, a year ago, I was just, I was working at another job and taking them just one off to their school. And now that's what I do every day. I, me and my wife both get up, get ready. Um, we get the boys ready and then I take them to school while she gets ready to go to work herself. Um, so I drop off the five-year-olds to the elementary school and then take the little one to the daycare. That's really cool. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of um, <laughs> the the fact that you're able to really wrangle all that yourself. It's there's this whole stigma around. Oh, you know, the dad is not. You know, the, it's this classic patriarch sort of role. Like, you know, the moms have to do all that sort of stuff. But but lately, and I've talked to a lot of dads about this. Um, there's this embracing of the stay at home dad, and that 
that that role that that plays. Um, I've even said it on this show. Like, I would love to do that myself. Like, it's just so fulfilling to me to be a parent and to do that full time. But you know, I think uh, certainly in our case, it, it, it's tough to do that financially. Um, but I think that it's so awesome to see in today's modern age, the, the, the flipping of these roles. Um, was this something you becoming a stay at home dad? Is this something that you took on, uh, kind of hesitantly or did you just jump right in excited to go? Um, I wouldn't say I jumped right in because when we moved, the thought was, okay, we know my wife, Julia has a job. Why don't you look for a job and try and find something? And it just wasn't, it was tough to find something that I wanted to do that would not be just working at, you know, Walmart or something like that with just a random job. And then we kind of fell into liking how much I was able to be at home and take care of everything. When we realized me being at home all the time like this really helps out with the household and cooking dinner and picking up the boys and all that and letting Julia focus on her job as a pastor, which can, you know, take up all kinds of hours of the day. Um, it was just like, why, why don't we just do this? Um, and I've wanted to, to kind of, I know we'll get to it, but I've wanted to kind of go more towards doing a career with my art, but it just hasn't been quite as feasible. And before we moved, I was actually working at a sign shop. So I was using my artwork there in a way anyways. So I kind of, you know, was able to do that and not feel like I needed to do too much else. Yeah. Um, but again, just moving here and just the way everything worked out, um, the pay increase uh, that my wife got moving here, uh, just uh, we worked our budget and it made sense for me to stay at home. That's great. That's great. Now, what would you tell uh, dads out there who are maybe hesitant for the, the social reasons, you know, how, how silly that is to say these days, it's 2019 that we're recording this. But I mean, what would you say to dads out there who are potentially hesitant to do something like that? Um, I would say just go for it. Um, realize that yes, your role in the house is going to change and be ready for it. Be willing to do it. I mean, that's the thing. Like I was, when we had our boys, the, we had the twins first. So right from the get go, it was like, nobody gets a break, all hands on deck. Yep. So that was kind of a thing we had in place and talked about to begin with. So if if I needed to do something, I did it. I, you know, there wasn't any hesitation on that. So, but yeah, if if you're thinking about being a stay at home dad and you can afford to, or you want to do a side job and do it at home, go for it because it is so much fun to be able to just be the person in the car with the kids all the time, listening to them sing along to Frozen or My Little Pony, which is what we're doing lately. Um, <laughs> Lots of Frozen over here too. Oh my gosh! Well, we watched My Little Pony movie this past Friday, so that's stuck in their heads. We oh listen boy. to that all the time. But hey, are, are, um, the, are the boys excited about Frozen too? A little bit. Um, we've talked to them about it a little bit. They're the older boys are good, pretty good for a sit down movie. The younger one, not so much. So uh, he'll sit for about twenty thirty minutes, and then um, we'll decide. Yeah, this isn't fun enough. I need to move. So yeah. Um, but we've shown them a couple of the trailers and. Um, I think they're excited enough for it. No, that's cool. But yeah, we're, we're going to take Aria and, uh, and our niece, uh, they're, they're both around two, two and a half. It's going to be their very first movie ever in the theater. 
So we're going to oh. take them to that in uh, in December at some point. So that'll be super fun. I can't wait to do nice. that. Our yeah, first movie in the theater was uh, last year with Spider-Verse. And the boys loved oh, it. What a great movie, right? I know. Oh, my gosh. That's they have a movie no can, idea yeah. their future being able to say the first movie I ever saw was Spider-Verse. Oh, what a, what a movie. Like, I think back to my situation saying, you know, like similar thing uh, where you're, you're like, oh, what was your first concert ever? Mine was Britney Spears. What kind of <laughs> what kind of a thing to <laughs> like to put on your permanent record? Anyway. Well, I think my first one was I don't know how much you know about Christian music, but I think my first one was Carmen. So Oh, okay. I don't know I don't know Carmen. It's okay. Don't worry about it. You okay. don't have to look them up. I so. won't. I won't. I want everybody at home. Don't don't email audio with any any trolling. All right, don't do that. If, if you know who Carmen is, you're you're probably going. Oh, really? Sorry. <laughs> That's cool, man. Um, all right, let's let's actually shift a bit here to um, the role of you know kind of entrepreneur that you're taking on. So we have uh, you know we've talked a bit about now you're a stay at home dad. Uh, I we're talking over video. It sounds like. All the kids are at school and daycare right now. Yeah, I'm home alone. The boys, the twins go to, are in kindergarten now. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we can afford to send Bryce to the youngest one to uh, daycare. Okay, so now you're at, at home alone. You have uh, this ever-growing uh, fan base of people who love your art and the stuff that you're doing. Um, I think that there's a, uh, a, especially a contingent here in the Frog Pants community that has really embraced uh, some of the stuff that you've done, especially me, and I and I've loved it. So, what t- take us through this art career of yours? You mentioned that it started out working at a sign shop. You were kind of leveraging some of that, but even be- before that, where did your love of art come from? I've been brought, drawing since I can remember. Um, And then at some point, I think just as I was 10 or 12, somebody gave me a comic book and I was like, ooh. Yeah. And so I got super into comic books. What comic book? Do you remember it? Uh, Let's see. It was a Captain America comic book. Nice. I think it was the first one. And then I had a mentor when I was in youth group at church that actually took me to a local little Comic-Con in Atlanta that was just, you know, in a hotel ballroom. That was, you know, just that. But it's like whoa yeah and then there was a local bookstore that uh like my parents would just drop me off there and i'd just sit there in the comic section just looking at everything reading through stuff and um so so do you remember like which artist it is that kind of like influenced you in in oh i could name like 10 right now yeah (laughs) like um i would say jim lee andy and adam kubert who are sons of joe kubert um Let's see who else. Um, Humberto Ramos, Joe Maduera, who's big into the video game thing now. Um, trying to think who else specifically at that time. Mark Tip, what's his? I forget how you sp- say his last name. It's like Teixeira or something like that. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. I it could be. Yeah, it's 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 a funny spelling, and I think it's one of those names where everybody says it differently. Yeah. Um, but I think Jim Lee and the Cuberts were the ones that I really, really gravitated towards. Yeah. And it's funny because um, with Jim Lee, he was a guy that started out as a medical illustrator. So, like, he did, you know. 
like hearts and and like body parts hearts or body parts muscle structure that kind of thing oh so. interesting and then that that spawned into comic books yeah he transitioned into comics and like he's huge now i think he's one of the heads of dc comics now that's wild um and you know doing very well for himself good so. for him but but I loved comics growing up. I remember sitting around the table at school talking with buddies about this comic book and that story arc and this and that. And I remember back in the day, um, Wizard was a magazine that was for comic stuff. And they would they always had, if this comic was made into a movie, who would be that? We'd sit there and talk about it forever. And if I could just go back to that guy and say, they did it. They did it all. And it's amazing. <laughs> Highest grossing movies of all time. Yeah. Um, but then from, from there, I actually ended up going to art school. I went to Savannah College of Art and Design and oh, actually okay. majored in sequential art, which is the fancy smancy term for comics and cartooning and that kind of thing. Very cool. So, all right. So uh, leaving college, did you ever achieve that? Did you ever try to get into being a cartoonist or an illustrator? Um. Not much, because I would say at that time, I was not as mature of a person as I probably should have been. Um, and also, the comic comics at that time were just getting into doing stuff digitally and stuff. But if, if you wanted to make it a go in comics, you really needed to submit your stuff and then be prepared to move to New York mm. and go do all that. So, um, And I just didn't have it in me for whatever reason, and there was... Other things pulling at me um, from, uh, you know, church stuff. And then I went to, decided I wanted to go back to the summer camp I worked at a lot and was wondering, should I be working at camp? Because that's another thing about me that a lot of people would, in college, were just like, you did what now? You went to what camp? And there was a particular camp that I uh, worked at forever, went to forever. Shout out Camp Glisten in Dahlonega, Georgia. Cool. So, um, so you went back there to to work there full time or what? Yeah, I started in the summer as um, assistant to the program director. So I was basically second in charge, the main staff that handled all the kids stuff um, and then stayed on as an intern uh, throughout the rest of that year and kind of re jump started that that whole thing. It was they didn't have an intern for several years. There were some issues with that before. And I basically was just like okay, I want to do this, so can can I just let me be the intern? Please let me be the intern. Can yeah. I be the intern? Please let me be the intern. Wow. And wore them down enough that they were like, okay, sure. Um, and then it was during that time that uh, that summer I met Julia. See, look at started. that. It, it Could you imagine if you would have gone to New York and done all that stuff? I know. That would You, you would have never met your wife. Right, exactly. So, and she was supposed to do something completely different that summer. Like she was supposed to intern with a church that she had interned with before and things fell through with that. And the youth pastor there basically got fired and her salary for an internship became his severance. Mm. So she's at the last minute trying to find something to do. And the, the camp we worked at, um, we were always needing people at the last minute to fill in a few gaps here and there. So, um, one of the other, uh, staff members like I know somebody let me give her a call and then she came up like the next day and started working at summer camp mm. I mean no idea what she was getting into wow yeah see you think about how things happen for a reason and at the end of the day you go through some of this tumultuous situation 
and here you end up finding your life partner. Like that's yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because I mean, I loved camp ministry. It was great, but I quickly realized I am not fit for this. And I don't think I was supposed to be there for camp ministry as much as setting me up to be Julia's partner, which yeah. is kind of weird to think about it now. Like at the time I was like, Oh, I want to do this. I want to do this. And me and Julia, are, you know, uh, doing really great. Then we got engaged by Christmas. Um, and she was going to seminary, so it was like trying to think about that. Would I move up there with her? And remember, we had a conversation of like, she's like, what are we going to do? Are we going to go up there and do two apartments and all this? I was like, no, we'd live together. She's like, no, I'm not doing that. Not out. Oh, really? I was like, we would be married when we do it. She was like, oh, okay. And I think that's when we first really started talking about getting married. And she was like, uh, oh, okay. No, that's cool. So, all right. So you guys, let's, let's fast forward a second. You guys get married. When, um, did you decide to have kids? Um, she wanted to have kids from the moment we said I do. Mm, Okay. But you know, just the way life was working out, she was, you know, seminary is, um, getting her master's in divinity. So it was hardcore schooling. Yeah. Um, she went to Duke theological seminary in Durham. So we were up there for three years. Uh, we stayed almost one extra year cause she was giving the, um, Oh, like uh chaplaincy a try. Mm. Cause she really enjoyed doing that at one point while she was at Duke, but then figured out how much she's not built for chaplaincy. She, mm. she really didn't like the whole, I'm in your life for a split second kind of thing. She was like, I want to be a part of your story. Yeah. Kind of pastor. So, um, so we decided, all right, well, let's get back to Georgia because that's where we were from. Um, you know, without getting too technical, she was uh, in the Methodist church. So she wanted to come back to her home conference and everything. So cool. we ended up, she ended up getting a job in Athens. Okay. And we came back for that. And then that's when I found the job at the sign shop that I worked at first up until recently. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then you found yourself now in a position here we are kind of present day you've got the kids out of the house not to say that there's nothing to do around the house there's always plenty to do but there that definitely opens up opportunity to uh flex that entrepreneurial spirit and some of the art uh how did you get started in doing some of this art freelance um really it just came about just doing it and putting it up and having people contact me and say Hey, can we do this? Can we do that? Um, I think one of the first real, like, actual good fun art gigs was from the There Will Be Dungeons podcast and doing some fan art for that. And John, one of the uh, players on there, contacted me about doing an official drawing of his character. Yeah. So um, I know he's a big he fan did, of yours and he loves it. Yeah. He commissioned me to do his Stanley and we went back and forth on all that. And then, um, yeah, I think that was my first real good illustrator gig. That's cool, man. And what a what a cool first gig because that, first of all, uh, There Will Be Dungeons is an awesome show. And, and if you're listening to this, if you heard Kyle Ferguson, who is on here, uh, he is one of the voices. He's Varel. Um, and that's a, that's a lot of fun. You can check out There Will Be Dungeons over at the Frog Pants Network. Um, but, you know, not just that project you're, you're dealing with really great people, great clients. Um, and I, I know that 
it tends to have a ripple effect in the type of support that you'll get. So uh, like for me, for instance, like I saw all the stuff that you were doing, we're talking about how you can help me with some Twitch uh, streaming stuff. Um, Where do you want to take this? Um, you know, I'm, I'm doing the kind of, it's funny. I'm right now. It's more gig economy kind of stuff. I do have always wanted to do my own comic and, I've thought about it for years and it's one of those things where like, I just need to nail myself down and say, just do it, just yeah. do it, put out. Um, and that's, that's part of just on me of, you know, <laughs> just do it. Yeah. So I'd like to do that. I, I enjoy doing, you know, these one-off things here and there. Um, I've done several, uh, illustrations here and there for different people. Um, I did, uh, one, uh, for a cousin of ours with her and her husband in their new house. I did one recently for a friend of ours and she wanted to gift it to her husband of their two kids as Jedi. So, um, that's, that cool. was a fun, that was a fun one to do. Yeah. The um, one that you did out of, uh, Garrett and, uh, and Jenny and Tom, uh, you know, who do the, uh, the star Wars podcast that they have, like that was super cool and I loved it. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Um, so, you know, little things like that here and there really help uh, um, get a little extra change in the purse for the family. Yeah. Um, so, uh, in fact, I plan on doing some more, you know, updating and pushing the Etsy a little bit more lately um, with Christmas coming up. And the fact that we just bought a house, you know, could could use a little extra dough. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you <laughs> know, I... stuff for the boys. Yeah, yeah. And uh, did you find that you guys needed the extra money to be able to to do some of this stuff did you feel like there was a, a sense of responsibility on your part or um is this now just are you seeing it as like a nice to have um it's it's kind of a both we don't need need the extra income but we're at the point where julia's income takes care of everything and we budget well enough to be able to use it to its fullest but um you know there's not a whole lot of extra on the side there, which, you know, we're fine with, but we'd like to have more and me being able to do this and, uh, contribute more would definitely be, a, a, a beneficial thing for our family for sure. Yeah. Cause we're in the, we're in the same boat. Like we, we budget really well. We end up, um, you know, with uh, be, being able to live the way we do and, and do the things we do, um, thanks to our salaries and our, in our income there, but every little extra bit helps, you know, and, and the extra stuff that we want to do. So we're big believers in, you know, like work hard for your money. And, you know, that's why I do side gigs like this and, um, mm-hmm. you know, a bunch of other freelance voiceover work, marketing work and other stuff that I do. Um, I'm a big believer in, you know, yeah, work hard for your money. And that's something that I, I could see in our conversation here. Uh, you, you guys have a similar mindset and belief and that's really cool. That's for really sure. Cool. And like even in getting this interview together, we had to postpone one time because I had a random job come up yeah. that I, I couldn't pass up. It was way too good to pass up. So yeah, that, that's um, a great up going. Yeah. Like that's, that's the type of stuff that's so great. Like, are you surprised or do you have any, I don't know, like how does it feel being so in demand? You know, like that, that's a, that's a cool feeling to have. I'm sure. Right. Yeah. It's nice. Um, and this is another thing I would throw back to anybody uh, considering being a stay-at-home dad. 
the flexibility I have to be able to just say, Hey, we need you to do this. I was like, okay. Yeah. You know, um, as long as it's during the day, um, it's real easy for me to do. If it's not during the day, we can work it out. Um, depending on my life schedule, but the flexibility to be able to kind of drop things and be able to go do something like that is really nice. Um, and yeah, it's, it's nice to be in demand for sure. Yeah. That's great. Now let's, uh, let's talk about this new house. You mentioned it. H- how is yeah. it buying your first house? I've gone through this twice. I- I- are you, are you stressed yet? Or are you, have you been stressed? Um, my wife has been stressed to no end. I'm one of those people that just doesn't stress about too much. And if I do, it's, you know, it shows a little bit, but, um, you know, if, if I get stressed out, it's more me getting frustrated at little stupid stuff and not really showing it too much. Um, but basically up until the closing and getting all that worked out, my wife is just on edge all the time trying to, are we doing the right thing? Is this the right thing to do? Should we be doing this? And it was like, yeah. Yes, we're at a spot where we want to be. We know we're not planning on leaving anytime soon. Um, and we were like, you know, if we can get a house for what we're paying for the apartment, why are we paying for an apartment that gets us nothing when we can pay for a house that, you know, builds us up, you know, something down the road. So Yeah, some equity, build that up, and you got right. an investment there. Exactly. And- I was going to say, you you have this very calmness about you, and especially in our conversation here. This is the first time that we've chatted live. I mean, we've talked online for the past several months, right. um, but but I get I get the sense that you have just a natural calmness about you, and, and that's and that's really cool. Have you you know keeping that in mind? Uh, the question I'm about to ask, uh, you know, this may be unintuitive, but how do you suggest for partners out there who may be uh, you know may sense some angst in their other partner due to some kind of a big life decision. Like you guys are buying a house. That's a big life decision. You are kind of acting as an anchor uh, and mediator for your wife. How do you do that? Do you have any, any suggestions to people out there who, who might need it? Um, I think communication is always the number one factor. And I think we do a good job of balancing each other out. Yeah more often than not, I am kind of the calming face, but man, sometimes the kids will rile me up and I'll just be like, Oh, Julian's like, take a step back. I'll handle it. And then, you know, she'll do the same thing. I'm like, take a step back. I'll handle it. So, um, you know, talking to each other and, and then also realizing, I think knowing each other the way we do and knowing your partner helps a lot. Cause you know, it's like, there are a lot of times where she would stress out about something. I was just like, okay, let's reel it back in. What are we doing? Right. Why are we doing this? It's like, yeah, I know. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And that would help for about 10 minutes. Then she gets stressed out again. And then we <laughs> do that over again. It's just a um, rinse and repeat. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, love you, honey. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're great. She's going to listen um, to this, you know. Gotta... Oh, she is. She was yeah. super excited. She was like, oh, that's awesome. You got to get everything. And Yeah. Um, and let's, let's actually talk a little bit more about the house here. First of all, it sounds like you guys are super excited. I saw the picture that you drew. You drew a little, little picture of you and the family outside the house. It was so great. I loved it. Um, what are your hopes and dreams now kind of going into this house? Has this shifted your mindset about the future at all? Not so much. I think we're, we're, um, looking forward to having a lot more space. 
Um, where we were living before, we were in Thompson, which is just outside Augusta, Georgia. And the church uh, that Julia worked at actually had a um, parsonage, which is, for anybody that doesn't know, uh, some churches will actually give their pastor or pastors a house to live in. The church handles all the utilities. I think we just had to pay um, the fair market value taxes on it, and that was it, ah, as okay. far as the way that was handled financially. Um, but the, it was a ranch house that was huge, so we had plenty of room for all kinds of stuff. And then we knew we were moving here and found the apartment, and we were like, apartment will be nice, but it's small compared to the house. We got a, rid of a bunch of stuff and still are crammed in here, so... First thing we're looking forward to is the space um, that it will provide us. Give the boys the boys will actually have rooms and a playroom, so we won't have toys all over the living room for a change. Yeah, um, they're looking forward to it. That one of the things one of our boys Scott said was like, "Is a new place going to have stairs?" <laughs> we've, been, we've done several vacation houses where they had stairs; they've had to climb up. So I think he was excited about that, and yeah. we were. Luckily, we're moving into a house where we're like, yes, there's going to be stairs. That's cool, man. It's um, so funny. Yeah. Like, cause I mean, we have a, it's a, you know, the houses here in Virginia are, uh, have basements. Um, there are ranches, certainly, but at the very least, you have a basement. So you have stairs. It's funny to hear them being like, oh, you, we have stairs. Like, it's just kind of a, <laughs> that's just kind of a, a, a funny thing for a lot of people. Um, yeah. So that's super exciting. And uh, I, I can't wait to see the the next phase of your all's life going into that it's a it's a very special thing to have your own home um we've been blessed enough to have uh the opportunity to buy a house first and then you know sold it built the equity sold it and bought a uh, another house and and we're living in a in a nice single family home and having that room with kids and dogs and stuff like that it's you can't beat it it makes such a difference yeah, because where I'm at right now is actually in our bedroom. So that's where our quote unquote office is. Yeah. So um Julie's like, I can't wait for you to get out of the bedroom and be able to do that somewhere else. So what's your hope for uh for, for like a, an art studio? Do you want do you want like a Scott Johnson esque sort of space to work in? Yeah, we're already planning on having a separate space to kind of uh be kind of my studio kind of thing. Like um, I already had an art table that we have not been able to set up at all that gives some extra room to do stuff like that. So I think we'll be able to do that in the new house. So, yeah, it'll be nice to have a separate space where I can do that and, you know, not do it in the bedroom. Although I will say it is nice to be drawing late at night and then just fall right into the bed right over there. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, you'll you'll come over and watch me on Twitch. And, and uh, thanks again for hopping in the chat and stuff. That's super fun. And, uh, and you're always mentioning you're doing your next drawing or whatever as you're, as you're just hanging out. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Nighttime is usually the time where I kind of mellow out. And, um, we'll be drawing something. Julie's usually watching something on the TV lately. It's going through the West wing again. So oh, Deanna goes through that all the time. Um, we, we talked a little bit about this idea of, you know, being a stay at home dad, kind of pursuing your, your art career, this, this theme of, faith really um also being uh kind of a foundation for your all's family which i think is is wonderful now when you think about the role that you're playing and uh, how your boys look up to you as their father what sort of takeaways do you want your kids 
to take away as uh, as they're being raised by you and your wife? I would say the biggest thing for me is just that they know we're here for them. Um, when I was growing up, my dad uh, actually drove a truck around the southeast uh, for delivery stuff. Um, he works for a couple vending places, then a tea company randomly. Um, so there was a lot of time in my early childhood. I remember him not being around and mm. there's nothing I ever thought negatively about or anything, but yep. just, I, I'm conscious of the fact that I want to be around and know, let my kids know that I am here and we can do what, whatever we need to, what we want to. Um, but just that I'm here for them. Yeah. Um, like we had fun this past Saturday going to the local, uh, arts and sciences museum and just running around uh playing with different stuff looking at stuff they've got a little random little uh animal zoo inside the museum so yeah it was fun to do that that's super cool yeah i think that's important right like a lot of the times um and i've talked about this on this show uh you know we get so caught up in work and other things that that tend to consume our time this idea of quote unquote productivity porn, like, you know, you got to constantly be busy and you're not present with your kids. And and I think it's really cool that you're really putting that front and center. Uh, yeah. And I try to make an extra effort. Like if, if we're hanging out with the kids or, you know, if I'm not cleaning up something, I'll go sit down with them, try not to look at my phone and just be there with them and yeah, whatever just, they're experiencing. So, yeah. Just last night, like I noticed that, you know, we were just kind of winding down. It was going to be Aria's bedtime. So it was kind of that, okay, we stopped playing and uh let, let's just kind of either sit down Arya, you can read a book read i quote you know quote unquote read because she's two and a half but she likes looking at right. pictures uh so you can read a book or we can watch you know some little baby bum or or sophia the first like some, something to just kind of mellow out sure. but i noticed that that deanna and i were sitting on the couch Arya was kind of snuggling with me but i was on my phone and i was like wait a second i, I literally like stopped and i said wait a second and i like threw my phone down and i was like no no, no. i'm just gonna like be here present like maybe watch a little sophia with her but like just enjoy the fact that like i'm holding my little girl in my arms Mm -hmm. how that's not gonna last forever like be present in that moment so uh i think that that's uh, i totally jive with what you're saying it's really important and i want to say i try to do that i don't want everybody to think i'm perfect and like i keep time focus down it's like no no i'm like it's looking a little bit okay okay i'll put it down yeah Um, exactly you know so Exactly. Um, and sometimes the way your kids are acting, you just want to be like, sit still. Okay. I need something else to look at for just 10 seconds. Yeah. Me... <laughs> no. Yeah. No, it's true though. I mean, and it's uh, in today's day and age where inf- so much information is at our fingertips, literally uh, with our phones. Uh, it's hard to pull yourself away from a lot of that. And um, I-, I think that the harder we try as parents to be present in the moment, the better. Um, so, uh, we're coming up to the end of the interview and I always like to end the conversation, um, just with a little bit of words of wisdom and, you know, thinking about your experience, you've talked a lot about, uh, the, the sort of role that you want to play as a father, um, to your boys, uh, this sense of kind of going for your passion, your art and, uh, and working hard, um, faith being a big, uh, theme here. What sort of words of wisdom would you give to somebody who maybe in your shoes, let's say uh, a young Audi, uh, what sort of words of wisdom would you give them? Oh, just be prepared to be patient with whatever comes your way. Um, 
You know, some things you can do and do fast, and it's fine. Some things are just going to take time to to figure out, mm-hmm. to get used to, um, and to work through. So just be prepared to be patient is, I think, what I would tell anybody. Yeah. Patience, man. God, it's hard. <laughs> that's really hard. Yeah. Uh, that's that's why I say be prepared to be patient. It's not something you can automatically do. Um, um, you get, you gotta learn to be patient sometimes. And I'm learning to be patient with my kids sometimes just like, Hey, come on, come on, go to the potty, pull up your, pull up your pants. No, (laughs) you can't leave the bathroom yet. You have to pull up your pants. No, pull up your pants. Okay. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait for, uh, for Aria to like, so, so Arya's done a bit of potty training. Like she's peed in the potty on her own a couple of times, but you know, we're kind of taking a little bit slow. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is going to be a little bit of a tumultuous time because I don't know how well I'm going to do with the whole, Hey, run around in your, you know, your underwear and yeah, go ahead and pee on the couch and, and learn yeah. that way. Oh God, it's awful, man. Yeah. With the twins, Julia took a week off and just hardcore potty trained them. Um, <sighs> With our youngest one, Bryce, the school he was at, the uh, preschool, whatever, um, was like, yeah, I think he's about ready. And other friends of his are about ready to do potty training. So let's go ahead. And that was January, and we're still working on it. So um, for him, that's definitely been one of those patient patient moments. So we're we're almost there. I think going number two is the one we're working on most right now. Um, yeah. And he's had some kind of belly issue, so it's been oh. a hard week. No, bummer. Well, it hasn't affected him, but it's just been, he's had a lot of poopy pants. So. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. He's been doing a lot of laundry. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't, that that part, you know, that doesn't count, right? Because that, that's hard for, right. that's hard for them to, 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 to deal with, you know, just if it was a regular sort of number two mm-hmm. there. Um, but anyway. Um, well, you know, as we're coming to the end here, I want to give you an opportunity to pimp your stuff. Where can people check out your art and, uh, and contact you? What's the best way? Um, well, if you want to see stuff, probably the best way to see it is my Instagram. So it's simply Audi underscore Norman, um, Instagram. You can look me up on Twitter. I pretty much cross, uh, post stuff there all the time too. And my Twitter handles uh, at oddly normal one. Yep. And, the, um, and then right now I've got set up one spelled out oddly normal yeah. one. Yep. And then I've got, uh, an Etsy shop. I set up, uh, Audi doodles dot Etsy.com. So for anybody listening, it's a U D I E D O O D L E S dot Etsy.com. Cool. Um, that's where I sell, um, setting up to sell, uh, any kind of portraits you want. Um, the two things I've got right now are family type portraits and I've got it set up where you can do a certain number or anything. Um, your family, um, if you're a cat or dog person, your pet, you know, I'm not going to exclude them. Um, so that's definitely included there too. Uh, and then the other one I've got set up right now is just a character illustration thing. So after doing, uh, John's, uh, character for there will be dungeons was like i like doing this let's let's see if anybody else needs that so yeah. that's that set up right now i'm i'm thinking of putting up a couple of things like easy go-to stuff for like 
Uh, if you want a quick character sketch and, you know, I'll have the character made up, you could just, I could just draw your head in there on whatever. It um, it's going to try and do some Christmas card kind of stuff too. do a little bit of that. That's great, man. So, yeah. Keep and it up. Yeah. Cause that's really, really good stuff. Oh no, go ahead and finish your thought. Finish your thought. The one other thing I've got is, uh, I put a couple things up on, uh, red bubble, which is, um, a print on demand kind of thing. So it's audi-doodles.redbubble.com. Um, I was doing some Jedi slash Ninja Turtle drawings that a lot of people were getting into. So I put the, uh, the little print thing of that up. Um, and I think I put one thing up of uh, the There Will Be Dungeons full cast. Yeah. The, um, the, and, the, and that's one of those things where you can just go order it. On, so like you can order a print. Um, they'll slap it on a pillow or something like that. So. You, you had broken up for a second. So, so you said that you can go to that, that site and you can order those prints? Yeah, it's print on demand. So cool. it's, it's nothing that I have here. It's basically I get I, they've got the artwork and they will slap it on something. So oh, beautiful. OK, so right now I've got it set up where you can uh, get it on a couple different kinds of prints. Um, you know, uh, if you want to put it on a T-shirt or something like that, you can order it. And it's just all it's all one off orders. Right. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. And, and people go check out Audie's work because it's really good. Um, and like I said, we'll figure out a time to, to handle the, the Twitch stuff. I think that would be really fun to do. Yeah. Um, and anything, anything like that, that's just, if you have a random question about something like that you want to do, just, you know, hit me up on Twitter, DM me. Yeah. Um, we can work it out. Yep. Totally. Um, our guest today has been Audie Norman. Provided a lot of great wisdom and 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 thoughts here, a fun story. So uh, thank you again, Audie, for for sharing. Sure, thanks for having me. Big thanks again to Audie for sharing a wonderful story. I really enjoyed getting to know him over the past several months. I do encourage you guys to follow him and the work he does. He makes some really great art, guys. Like, it's really good. So so definitely go check it out. I'm looking forward to having him do some work for me and some of the projects that I do. So if you need anything commissioned, definitely reach out to him. The guy's getting busy, so you may have to wait, but it's definitely worth it. If you enjoyed what you listened to today, give us a five-star rating on iTunes and consider supporting this show. If you head over to thedadchronicle.com, there's a link to become a patron. We have a lot of really great rewards for patrons, so be sure to check that out. And if you'd like to chime in on any of the conversation that we had today, email thedadchroniclepodcast at gmail.com. I always love hearing from our listeners, so definitely reach out to me if you'd like to chat. And if you'd like to follow me on social media, you can do so by following at Alex Albisu all over the internet. Then my last name is spelled A-L-B as in boy, I-S as in Sam, you. Thanks for listening. I'll see you guys next time. If you like this show, check out more great content at incastmedianetwork.com.